0: With Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is live with Ryan Reese. Call now 888 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: Hey, I have my friend Sean McKeon in studio and Scott Salmant. And uh, we're going to be um, we're going to be answering a lot of questions. Who, who do we relate to? Peter. I'm well, a Well Paul, yeah. I mean <laughs> I hate it, but I'm Peter. Peter, there's there's a lot I, I think I relate to a lot of different uh yeah. different different things to different disciples. So. I know who I want to be, but I know who I
2: what I most look like probably, you know, like mm-hmm. spiritually Peter. speaking. Yeah, I'm a Peter. New Peter, yeah. I'm a Peter. Sure, Peter. I love yeah. the Lord, but man, I'm an idiot. Uh, you know what? I like I <laughs> yeah. like
3: Abraham. I like Abraham's lot of things to relate because he was a man that was taken from a different culture, mm. you know, trying to walk with God. And though God saw something like great in his life, how He was going to use him, He continued making stupid decisions. Yeah, and, I, and and yet God looked at him and like He looks at him as this this man of faith. Sometimes where we look at ourselves, sometimes I know I look at myself mm. sometimes and I'm like, dude, I'm not I'm not that all good, you know. You know, some people like give you a lot of encouragement, you know, love you teaching all this kind of stuff and. Sometimes I look at myself like being inadequate, like yeah. like like an idiot. Like I can't believe yeah. God uses me. Like yeah. and so when people give that encouragement, I'm like, wow. Like you know, you see past my faults. God sees past my faults. You know, and that's what Paul said. Mm-hmm. Like he that's begun a good work in you, he's going to complete it, mm-hmm. and all you got to do is trust him. So mm-hmm. I think that aspect of Abraham's like, Dude, if he made it, I, I think I'll. Be it gives okay. me some hope. Yeah. I just like
1: the perspective of Paul, like how he just traveled around. Yeah. He was just evangelizing. Yeah. He was with all people in the culture, setting mm-hmm. up shop, praying for people, oh, he, traveling. Out. I just like like that whole and obviously the the stupidity of of you know Peter's mistakes that he, that would be he me as well. Yeah. you know, but yeah, just different things from from different people. I'm blown
2: away on the Peter aspect because when Jesus asks him, you know, Peter, do you love me? When Rawl teaches that, that blows my mind because he he doesn't go from like Peter, do you love me? Do you love me no He says do. You, do you love me? He says, "Yeah." Do, do you care for me? Are you fond of me? He went like from this level to like, "Let's see where you're really at." And he's like, "Lord, you know, you know me, you know me." And it's yeah. like, Feed, and he still said, "Feed my sheep." And that, yeah, that's crazy. That's personal to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's personal.
1: Let's
4: go. Okay, um, so. This girl says, I want to be closer with some of my guy friends. I don't know how. How is the right way to go about it without seeming flirty? Hmm.
1: We better save that for a Another girl. Scene. Yeah,
2: Save that for a girl. <laughs> what we're would gonna, you say to that,
1: Sam?
4: I'd be like, chill. <laughs> <laughs> chill. No, no, that one word answer. Right.
1: Chill. <laughs> we're going we're to save that one for when we, a, when we have a girl in here. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. My heart um, doesn't count
1: for a girl, okay? Yeah, no, it doesn't count.
4: Mm, let's see. How can I help the homeless if I don't have money?
1: <laughs> How mm. can you help the homeless if you don't have money? Well, there's tons of shelters in downtown areas. You can go there. They have all the resources. So you just go serve. You know what,
2: too? What did Peter and Paul say? Uh, silver and gold I have not, but what I do have I freely give in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Half yeah. the time we think we need to give money. Yeah. Sometimes they just need the truth.
1: Yeah, I'm saying you can get involved in like ministry. Yeah. There's all kinds of homeless ministries yeah. that that have resources. You just yeah. they're just looking for people to to, to get time. and
2: then it goes back to the same thing. In their background. Do they want to be homeless? Do they yeah, really want a lot to of help? people want to be homeless yeah, they too. To, they just want to be out there. So you got Being to be with, wise in that.
4: Yeah, um, a pretty deeper question was with all the relational brokenness you experienced how do you know when you were supposed to be in a long-term godly relationship and marriage?
3: How? Say the question again. Yeah.
4: With all relational brokenness you experienced, how do you know when you were supposed to be in a long-term godly relationship and marriage?
3: Okay, so basically somebody's probably had a broken heart in their life and gone through those moments and it's like, This is a hard time. When your heart's been broken, sometimes it's hard for you to know when to trust. And um, I think all of us have kind of gone through that at different times in our lives, like, you know, in past relationships. I know that was a a thing that my my wife today questioned me on because I would get to a point where it's like, oh, good, communicating, and then I kind of back off because I didn't want to, like, do anything that was going to veer me off from what God had for me. I also didn't want my heart ever to get jacked up again from a relationship, so you're like kind of guarded. But when you when you guard yourself too much, you're not open for what God has for you, for that perfect relationship, you miss out. And there is something to, like, for a relationship to develop, you got to let the walls go down. And sometimes you're vulnerable, and yeah, it, it's kind of scary sometimes, but it's necessary. As far as being the right person, that's where that's where you can't just dive
1: in. in. You got to just chill and be fr- like you would say, Sam, chill. Yeah, yeah. you got to just chill and be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not all awkward yeah. and weird. If you just people just get all they dive right in and then yeah. you end up in a situation where you're like this guy's a weirdo or there's a lot of a preconceived
2: notions with dating and all that stuff. Like it must be like this and it must be like that. And every relationship's different. Like every Christian marriage and relationship I know is different. And so you can't say this is the cookie cutter way to do it. It just yep. you know, it's each each individual couple.
1: All right, what's next? What do we got?
4: So, how do you help with a de- deceitful tongue?
1: Deceitful tongue, deceiving, like a lying tongue,
3: deceiving,
4: lying, cussing, stuff like that.
3: Roar, the, read the word, the word,
2: the word, the word. Re- read Psalm one nineteen every day for a month, and that'll school you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it talks all about the power of God's word to change and transform. There's
1: a lot of people that are. Call themselves Christians, but they 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 don't um they're not reading they're not praying they're not in church you you're posing to be something mm. if you are seriously following Christ and you're like giving him your heart and you're praying every day and you're and you know I'm not saying that like you're sitting in your room and you're you're on your knees every day for hours not I'm just you could do that too, but I'm saying I just pray when I'm in the shower, I pray when I'm brushing my teeth, I pray when I'm driving, I pray when I'm making coffee. I pray wherever, whenever, anything comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. And you have that relationship with God and you ask him, you have not because you ask not. Ask him and he'll show up. That's that's the job of the Holy Spirit. Look at Galatians. Galatians 5:19. Look, read it. Read the list. Mm-hmm. And he'll do the work. You have not because you ask not.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do I do if my doctor prescribes me marijuana? Is that a sin?
1: Is it Christian marijuana or? Is it good stuff or bad stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a, that, oh, that's... we got
4: to talk about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. The Christian cannabis marijuana. Yeah, it's not only that, made.
2: like, because it's, I get this all the time <laughs> with the youth, just because it's legal <laughs> doesn't mean it's right. You know what I mean? Okay. Just because legal so, doesn't mean it's right.
1: Okay, well, let's, this is a bigger subject that we're going to talk about right now. Yeah, okay. Okay, did you read, did you go to the website read it? Did you did you Which see one? the article of the Triple X pastor that came out in oh, Crime, oh, yeah, 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 Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. Post said that us, yeah. he now takes THC or smokes weed or yeah, weed. he's able to worship better. And yeah. he worships better? I'll do you bet. have that do you have that quote? We're going yeah, to we're going to talk about that. Go ahead. Keep, keep yeah. going But wait, it. what was the original question?
4: The original question, it was just if um, he
3: was prescribed medical marijuana. Oh,
1: yeah. okay. Well, well, let's let's yeah. get to Okay, first let's address the verse that everyone pulls from in Genesis. Yeah. The herb is good And God made the herb of the er- Yeah no. okay,
2: All herbs are All herbs are you- is good for, But it's for food
1: They're cool We eat edibles No it's not mm-hmm. the same thing
2: Herb literally means A fruit or vegetable
1: Why do we Why do we know yeah. that Because We also know Because Jesus The Bible talks about Being sober minded Be alert because and be mm-hmm. sober-minded because yeah. your enemy Satan roams around the world like a roaring lion looking to whom he can devour. That's right. Also, be not drunk with wine but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Be not intoxicated with wine. Right. Be not intoxicated, period. Right. Because when you're intoxicated with some substance, pain pills, alcohol, weed, whatever it is, hey, pain pills are legal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. If you're intoxicated with something else that's not the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, then all you're doing is you're turning off the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. I, I've used this illustration before. It's like you have the on and off switch, like a light switch. Once you st- get intoxicated, you drink a beer or two, whatever it is, or you smoke some weed. Literally, there's nothing holy happening. It just right. literally just turns off. You just go into like chill mode, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that's that's basically what the Bible's saying. You know, I want to be alert, sober minded, like the Scripture says, and I want to be able to hear God's right. voice. It's it's hard enough to hear God's voice. Right. Yeah. Sober and you when you're alert. Yeah. Imagine being like a little toasty, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, you ain't gonna hear nothing. You know, yeah. and, and good. good. Sean, there's a there's a big thing going on about the whole
2: medicinal marijuana thing. Yeah. Like, okay, let's say hypothetically a person's in chronic pain and the doctor says the only thing that's gonna relieve your pain is smoking weed. Now chronic pains mean they're gonna probably die soon anywhere. They're just it's never going to heal. Yeah. They're always gonna have that well, there's you know that CBD thing is huge right now. But the, you don't get high, off CBD. You don't, that's, and that's my point. So there's other derivatives of that where you don't have to sit there and smoke weed and get high. Yeah. To make the pain go away, yeah. it, it literally centralizes and kills those dead the, that 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 pain area. So hey, if you like
1: wine, you go get the wine with no alcohol. There you go. Beer with no alcohol. It's called Kool Aid. I'm just <laughs> joking.
2: There you yeah, go. I mean, there's so many different ways to go about <laughs> it instead of saying I must smoke weed because I'm in pain. You know.
3: Oh Yeah, one of those uh, quotes from that article you were talking about, it was in the Christian Post, and the pastor was saying that he he went to – he says, I went to Coachella and saw one of my favorite artists I've never, ever seen, and I I used marijuana before seeing him. It was amazing.
1: Was he high when he He was in the Christian
3: Post? He says, (laughs) I've never lifted my hands in worship service ever because I was raised Baptist. I've done that at my bathroom worshiping with marijuana by myself. Hey, I'm guess like, yeah, what? I I've I done a- that too
1: when I was high. Yeah, I've I never better- worshipped the band so much in my life. <laughs> I was the best dancer. Welcome when I was to marijuana. Yeah.
3: High. <laughs> I thought I was the best basketball player. Best dancer. Yeah, I was the best snowboarder. I was the
1: best everything when exactly. I was high. <laughs> That's the perception. Oh
3: boy. No, I think the the whole thing, like you said, like there is a CBD aspect, which is without the THC and the aspect to get high, and there are things that because there are like oxycodone and all these different kind of uh, harder drugs as well. But they are used for pain. You're coming back from stuff. Like, there's a place in some aspects of it. But let's be honest, man. Look at our world today. Mm. Back 10 years ago, when longer than that, growing up as kids, you get busted with a bunch of marijuana selling weed, you're going (laughs) to jail, you're getting arrested. Today... You're an entrepreneur and a businessman traveling all over the place and doing friends. stuff right <laughs> in the public, dude. It's kind of a joke, and they're, yeah. they're, they're not doctors. No. no, they are not. <laughs> and
2: it goes back to what I said in the beginning, too. just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Yeah. Okay, CBD. Back to that really quick, That's and then I'm
1: going to come back to the THC thing. Yeah. CBD is it's a oil that you put on for pain. Now, I talked mm-hmm. to my acupuncture doctor, which is a Christian yeah. uh, over here in Orange County. He does natural health, all all mm-hmm. herbs. Uh, real herbs, not not yeah. marijuana herb, not the smokeable. Um, and I asked him about CBD, and he says that that does get rid of the pain. But uh, you keep have to take in higher doses, higher so it doses, doesn't fix yes. the problem. So your pain will keep increasing. You're not. You're, it's just a bandaid. You're not. Right. You're not actually right. uh, fixing the problem. So you're just going to keep having to take higher doses. Yeah, you might and leave then, your keys. You might. where yeah. You put your keys. No, no, because yeah. you're you're not I'm high on keys. THC, <laughs> but you will pop for cannabinoids if you try to get tested at your job. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know about that. I just know. I just uh, know. Back to okay. So back to THC. Mm. So I met with the uh, sergeant, oh, yeah. sheriff. In Orange County, Sergeant Clayton, we had him speak here before, and he he was telling us about – he's like, "Look, this is what's going on. There's a whole mental health epidemic that's about Mm -hmm. to hit that the mainstream doesn't even know about right now because there's all this legalizing of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Well, what's going on is the the research has showed – and by the way, speaking of research, I think Oxford – and I just read in the news yesterday. Oxford and another big college just got – received like $9 million to do research on weed.
2: Yeah. paid how much?
1: Wow. $9 million each to do research mm. because they're trying to find out – it's legal now. They're trying to find out what's going on. But what the sheriff told me is from the research that has been done, he said that um, if you're under – eight, like I guess until you're like 24 to 25 years old, that, that – that Part lobe, of your brain, yeah, the that, frontal the part lobe. Part of your brain, the lobe, yeah. that, that – uh, Frontal lobe or something. The frontal lobe that, that um, develops till you're that age. What happens if you start smoking weed at a young age? What it does is it destroys that because the weed that they're smoking now, from when we were mm-hmm. young, when we were smoking weed back in the day, from like in the nineties,
3: yeah,
1: early nineties, the the weed leaf itself, the plant would be about thirteen percent THC. Now I think what was the number? It was like it was like sixty-eight or yeah, or almost seventy percent or yeah, something or right eighty. All anywhere if I can't remember exactly the quote. I said it on a previous radio show, but yeah. it's in the high sixties. To eighty percent wow. THC, that's, that's actually just the 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 leaf, the the bud, the flower. Hmm. That's not the oils. Yeah. That's not the vape pins. That's not all the other the stuff. Jewels, that yeah. so those are higher levels. So what's going on is there's people that are smoking this legal stuff now. There's a high rate of schizophrenia because oh, sure. you know everyone's bipolar that. and schizophrenic yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Weed is a major causing effect of that. They said that's not, those, those statistics hadn't even been released to the public right. yet, but he said that's what's next.
2: And they're yeah. seeing the effects already, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah, so. They used to call it the gateway drug, and it totally is. It totally is. It yeah. gets and you into everything else.
1: Alcohol was my gateway drug, because yeah. once I started drinking it, I got a little buzz. I was like, let me hit that. Yeah. <laughs> what's exactly. that? You put that on that weed? Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just choking. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sam is like, what? <laughs> uh,
4: okay, um, so yeah. Yeah. That's that. So I strayed away from God and caught an STD. How do I overcome the guilt and shame I feel every day?
1: Mm. Well, when Jesus said it's finished on the cross, it's finished. Mm. So there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So hit the doctors, mm. have them deal with it, move on, and God could heal to you. God could heal if He chooses to. So yeah, for but sure. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could get over that.
4: Yeah. All right. Um, I live in an abusive situation and it's quite. By the way, I want to go back to the STDs. STDs.
1: STDs are growing. I don't know if you've been reading the news. Yeah. Yeah. There's there a was huge a spike in Coachella, right? Just in Coachella alone. <laughs> Coachella. One that day. was just in the news. One day.
2: 550. Co- well, something like
1: that? It, it was. was no, it? Co- I
2: don't know. There's I, I, a huge who who spike sent that? in herpes. Yeah. From the Coachella. Yeah. Uh, Usually they have 50 in a day. They had 550 cases in one day.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's So there's a spike That's in awesome. herpes. Yeah. There's also, uh, in California, there's a huge spike in, uh, I think it was like general warts and like chlamydia or something like that. STDs are huge right now. I would not be sleeping on nobody. And one of the reasons why, I I saw a, a, a
3: a thing a few months ago. One of the reasons why they were breaking down some of those stats rising is because of social media. Because of, like, random hookups through social media mm, that, that people are, like, connecting or whatever, late night hookups even more so. Yeah. People, like, they wouldn't meet, like, at the bar or whatever. This is more of a place where people are hooking up mm. randomly. So, makes sense. See,
1: they haven't even got the, uh, the st- statistics back for Burning Man.
2: That's true, yeah.
1: That's right. They'll call Burning Man for a reason. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Watch out. All right.
4: All right. Um, she says, I live in an abusive situation and it's going to be hard to start accepting Christ. I'm not sure how to start anything and I need advice, please.
2: Huh? So is she, I guess the question is, is she still in the abusive relationship or no? Is she out of it already?
4: I live in. Oh,
2: she lives in it. So like, let's say hypothetically a husband that's an abuser. That's a difficult one. I, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with that right now. Not personally, but with a with a, a family, and you know, um, somebody said to me something one time, and, and it was the guy that was abusing his family. She can't abuse. She can't leave me because I've never cheated on her. Well, you, you're abusing her, you know. So it's like, are you treating your wife the way you should be treating her? Uh, just because she's your wife doesn't mean you could beat on her and and, and assault her. So uh, the Bible says that. That God calls us to peace. I mean, your dad had this whole situation. Your mom was ready to walk out on that guy a few times, yeah, and she had every grounds too, Ooh, she you know. Did. And uh, to be honest, it's like God got a hold of his life. But there comes a time and a place where the, the wife and the kids may be in severe grave danger. Yeah, so you absolutely have to think about that first. Like, hey, my I kids. can't believe my
1: my mom stayed that long. No, seriously, no. I your balanced. mom's strong. I, I would have bounced. That was too it was too crazy. Yeah, she would. do my dad was so violent yeah I mean I, she was definitely had to be led by the Holy Spirit but that that's too gnarly yeah I don't
2: even that, that, that has to be God and that's what I'm yeah. saying in this person's situation they have to literally like I think like Ryan said they, she has to be led by the Spirit as to know what to do and when to do it and seek some outside counsel too like there's a lot of legal aspects that she needs to to uh, to, to search out before she goes and does something like that but definitely, her life's in danger or the yeah, kids absolutely. you gotta bounce you gotta bounce you gotta, you gotta protect them they're the innocents
4: Yes, sir. Um, how do I deal with an anxiety and depression when I can barely find the strength to believe in God and trust in Him? I'm always just frustrated and tired. Help.
3: Hmm. The latter part the first I, part. You know, I think a lot of people are battling with that more today yeah. than ever. Anxiety and depression mm. are the all-time high. You know, I think that there are some aspects where you don't wouldn't even identify it if you haven't been uh, gone to the doctor whatever, as depression. But it is there's a warfare that's taking place in a lot of people's lives, and it's it's overwhelming. It leads you to not want to pray, and it, it makes you feel like there's no hope, mm-hmm. and you start going down, and you start believing the lie. Um, and that's why the, the remedy to that is always the same. It is encouraging yourself in the Lord. David, in the Psalms that he wrote, you yeah. read the Psalms, he, was depressed. he battled with like d- um, yeah. depression, depression, loneliness. Like He went through being forsaken by people that he cared for, that he loved, and feeling yeah. like he was forsaken by God at times. Mm. And you know the only way to overcome that is that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's why, to me, like, worship's important, you know? And sometimes like, sometimes I listen to, like, random music, you know? Not, not like, vulgar stuff. Hey, but, like, you put, stuff. put worship on yeah. nonstop yeah. for, like, weeks, yeah. and just watch. There'll be a, there'll be a shift yeah. in the atmosphere. It changes. It changes your perspective, you know? That's why going to a church that teaches the Word and just read, like, all those aspects bring healing to your life, you know? So as far as you may not feel like doing it, do it by faith. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some days where I don't feel like reading, you know, there's some days where I feel like I'm distracted, too distracted or whatever, you know? So what do I do about it? Keep on making excuses or actually take a step forward and be like, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to read today because it's the only medicine. I always say, you go to a doctor when you have symptoms, you start getting sick or whatever. And if you go to the doctor and they're like, okay, you have this, you have this, you have that. If you take this medicine, do this, do this, do this, you're going to be okay. Well, if you don't take the medicine and you continue doing whatever and you get worse, Mm -hmm. whose fault is it yours? Same thing spiritually. Here are your issues, anxiety, depression, all this stuff. The remedy is the same. It is prayer. It is worship. It is encouraging yourself in the Lord and allowing God's perspective to change your direction.
1: Good, good answer.
3: What you got?
4: Um, what are your thoughts on stigma, putting on mental illnesses, and being depressed, suicide, suicidal, and anorexic or gay?
1: Ooh. We already talked about that. Did we talk about all those?
3: Yeah, I, I think that the, or That's, one thing they are talking about is, um, what was the first thing you said?
1: The stigma,
4: stigma. of being put mental, on, d- mental yeah mental
3: illness well I, I will say this really quick because mental illness is something that's thrown around a lot yeah. in our culture a lot, a lot of days and I think it's good to have a basis on this there are people that are some clinically in balance chemically there, there's something wrong but sometimes in our culture today to it becomes everything. a cop out yeah and as far yes. as issues I'm bipolar for, for us it's, the, me, it's sin you, we're, we're talking about sin you're talking about mental illness it's sin actually Yeah, it, yeah lack it, of self-control that's the or whatever. source of it all and so just to label everything mental illness if you get this right or whatever you're going to be good to me that's not, not the answer but there are those that are cl- clinically Im- imbalanced so I think to be able to discern between the two cool what are some other questions that we haven't talked about
4: um, how do you let go of grudges and forgive people who have hurt you
1: mm. ooh that's tough time time heals i've been burned by some people and you just got to you just got to keep asking god to forgive you every not not forgive you well yeah for you ask for forgiveness but you need to keep asking god to help you forgive yeah. help him continually to uproot bitterness uproot anger uproot all those those crazy thoughts you start thinking about if i catch him if i catch him after work yeah i'm gonna get him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those thoughts we have to constantly ask God to to remove and what I've noticed is as you continually seeking God and asking him, over time he 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 does the healing. Hmm. You know, it just depends on who burns you or or how it all goes down. It it could be really a real deep wound, you know. Mm-hmm. But God over time in the word in the relationship. Hmm.
3: Yeah, if you stay open like Graham was saying, by the Holy Spirit, you continue growing in your life, God's gonna continue working in your life, even the person like legitly has done you wrong like time i think does heal in, in some aspects um but also being open uh, to conviction on your own life pray for conviction on the other person's life and i've seen god restore people that i thought would never like uh come back in co- but it's over time
1: again. in a relationship it yeah. doesn't just yeah. it doesn't happen over people time. want the like what do i do right now to overcome it you know what it takes time mm-hmm. yeah so. and,
2: and, and again the background to the situation could be a lot deeper than we know but the blood of Christ can wash away all sin you know what I like uh, in Psalm 23 says and, and Lord forgive us our debts as we forgive those who've debted against us in other words forgive us help us to forgive those that have sinned against us and that's, that's, David prayed that because he had some people burn him hard. But it's, hard, his, his it's hard to forgive
1: people sometimes. His own son came against him. It's, it's like, hard, yeah, it's hard yeah, to forgive people sometimes. So, yeah. You have to do it, but it's hard.
4: Um, another question was what do I do when I run into the Christian who keeps condemning people to hell or being judgmental? I forget to be loving. I end up tearing them down.
1: Send them to the First Baptist Church back east. <laughs> the recruiting. <laughs> you send them to Raw Reese's Kung Fu class. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. The judge, the, the, the Pharisee, or like the, the judge, the condemner. Well, who's the condemner? Satan's the condemner. Mm. You know, love covers a multitude of sins. We've talked about this on the show before
3: self-righteousness looking at yourself like you're greater than everybody else is dangerous having a critical eye about everything is addictive you could be critical of everything oh I can't believe that person I can't believe that before you know it you're the critic of everything and you're pointing everybody's faults at but in reality you have a plank in your own eye like
1: Jesus there is the Mm -hmm. verse I was going to tell you to say Mm
3: -hmm. yep
4: how do you overcome shame after walking away from God and coming back to him
1: well
2: um, I can tackle that one a little bit I think all of us can um, The shame comes when you're looking at yourself, to be honest with you, because when you're looking at the Lord, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, y- you worry about what people are going to say, what people are going to think, and-, and those are the wrong things to be thinking about. If you've fallen, get back up. Like literally get up, dust yourself off, admit your fault, and just say, you know what, God, I screwed up. Like, I like how David dealt with it. Like, Lord, before you and before you only have I sinned. And he literally—he didn't try to hide it from God. Like I'm that way with God. I'm like God, you know my faults, you know my issues, you know my weaknesses, and I bring this to you. Give me strength over those things and keep me from going that direction again. And and I pray that every day, like daily, you know, because like like the Psalms are that we're prone are, we're prone to wander, but God if God's word keeps us on path, you know. And, and and I was like I was talking about Psalm 119. He literally says how can a young man cleanse his way by by heeding your word by literally yeah. living, breathing, abiding and 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 eating and feeding off the word of God every day. So, you know, talking about the stigma, the stigma is what you were. It's not who you will be and not who you are now, right? So, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus.
3: Hey, and you know what? The the book of you said Psalm 19. Mm. I I love the scripture you said, but there's also one in Psalm 19. I forget the verse it says. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm. Like, if you're honest with yourself, you're honest with yourself. Before mm. I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm. I Before I got jacked up, I, my heart was already drifting, mm-hmm. is what the psalmist is saying. Mm-hmm. Let me be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, But the the solution is this. In the book of Revelation, it says, remember where you have fallen, repent, and do the first works you did in the beginning. There's a solution. Dude, dude, I veered off. Okay, mm-hmm. here I am. I'm let me get my heart right before God. Now, just continue walking. Go back. No condemnation to those who are in Christ. Then mm-hmm. allow God's peace and joy. Satan's going to want to condemn. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the one that's going to bring up our past. But the Lord says, "Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Cleansing." Boom. Mm. Yeah. What else, Sam? What do we
1: got?
4: Pretty chill question. It says, "What's something God has done for you this past week?"
1: Hmm. What has God done? What has he dumped? I lost two I pounds. It, he? hey, I, I lost uh, two pounds. That's a good one. I can't tell. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow.
2: That blessing just went right out the back door. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I
1: think pounds. you lost it here, <laughs> yeah. and it ended up it's here. It shifted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it shifted. It shifted. I lost it in my neck. It went to my gut. Uh, what has he done? Um i i i can name something yeah. um i not to, i'm not trying to sound like a uh 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 spiritual a holy roller or anything like that but uh you know i was i was seeking some uh advice from him some i had some questions so mm. i and i'm gonna say this because i want to encourage people to do it because God shows up mm. um when you when you seek him with all your heart uh when you go and do like a fast you know mm. you you have a question and you're like i oh, you know, there's, there's just I got this funk going on in my life, mm. and feel like I'm I'm going into a new chapter, and you know, I like, I have questions about a couple things in my life, you know, and I fasted, talked to God throughout the whole day, you know, and and uh, I was at an event, and uh, basically when I finished my event, uh, someone came up and and had a, a word, he just give me a word, mm. right right. Right after the event And it was exactly Of what I was Yeah My question So and It all goes back to You know Seek him and you will find him You know A lot of these questions Are like what do, I, what do I do with this Or how can God do this Or all these questions But what I've learned The best advice Is when God speaks to you Because he's very direct He'll speak to you However he wants to speak to you He'll speak to you Through people Through the word of God He'll He'll give you a dream He'll give you a You hear an audible voice I mean there's all different ways He speaks to you But um
0: more live with Ryan Reese coming no, up. No. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now 1 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop dee doo. Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say warn you.
1: And what you read in the Bible, um, this stuff is all for for today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's alive. It's not just like we don't just say read the Bible because it's good history stuff and it has good lessons. You know, mm. this is God's word. It's alive. It's sharper than a two edged sword. Literally, like when you read it, even in Second Timothy, it says that it, it's there to to correct us when we're wrong. I mean, that's a New Living Translation, mm. but it's, it's for doctrine. It says in, yeah. in, the, in the King James. So basically, you read it. You learn it. He speaks to you, and it's alive, and he answered these questions. We're here just on the radio show talking to you guys um, just about life application and what the scripture says. But I would encourage you, like this is awesome here too, but like ask God to show up in your life. Like he can answer these big – there's questions that we can't answer for you. Like why why I got raped? What, What should I do? What's going on? How come I'm not healed? Well, God has to answer that. Yeah, that's such a big question. We don't know all the details where we can give you a surface answer of what the word says and our opinion, but basically, you know, God will, he'll, he'll speak to you in, in those times. So, what, what did God do for me this week? I seeked him and I found him, hmm. just like the word of God says.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Same thing for me. I, I Sean knows I, I went through a similar thing. I was fasting for like three, four weeks. And that's the longest I've ever fasted, and it was like, how long three four weeks fasted. For yeah, day. not 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 eating nothing. I'd be uh, dead right now. But I was basically fasted forty days. Yeah, no, I he I, I like basically fasted like <laughs> nothing in the morning until I went home after five o'clock and break my fast and eat dinner with my family. Dude, so the whole day hardcore. for for three weeks straight, that's and then crazy. for the fourth week, it was more just like picking certain days. And so I'm still playing around with how it works for me. Yeah, but like you, I was seeking God for answers on some things. And he literally... Did he show up? Oh, he came through big time. Mm -hmm. But here's the crazy thing. And and as God was showing up, Satan was throwing doubt. And so I was literally being ripped in half. Like, God would give me verses and confirm what he was showing me. But Satan would tell me, no, you're reading into it. And so, like, I was just having this battle. Like, God, can I believe? And then God told me, trust my word. My word never fails. Mm. And he kept showing me all the time, like... <laughs> he kept showing me like I don't need you, uh, you know, to do all this stuff. Just all you have to do is believe my word. The fasting, he honored it because it, it made me. Every time I thought about food, I'd be in the word and just like praying and literally wake up praying and go to sleep praying. Yeah. But it brought me to this place of like I was telling Sean like where I feel like I'm like like this with the Lord. You know, like yeah. I, I want to be like right like that little lamb. Mm-hmm. And and after my fast was over and he answered those questions, I felt like I want more. Like, yeah. I, want, I want to keep doing it. Yeah. I want to stay closer. Yep. So, yeah. So, that to so. me, he's been showing me the power of prayer and the power of faith mm-hmm. and the power of his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this, this last week is when he kind of just culminated it. And
1: why more. do we fast? Like, what, what's fasting represent? Why, why just for people yeah. that are listening, why, why, why starve yourself?
2: What does that yeah. show? What does it do? Um, well, okay. So, somebody asked me this, like, why do we have to fast if Jesus did the sacrifice? Why do we have to? It's giving something, it's, it's starving the flesh, like starving the flesh so you can feed the spirit. Like for me, food is, yeah, I mean, you like food, I like yeah. food, we love good. Hey, this guy, Tom tacos, loves we, we love food. We all I love lost food. two pounds <laughs> this week.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we love food and food is something, I mean think about it, when your body craves it, you feed it <clears throat> and it's just the most immediate thing that you, can, that you can give your body. To refrain from that which the body needs and wants is a huge thing. It almost be like, like for teenagers, fasting from their phone for a month, they'd go, the they'd go out and like completely go yeah. nuts, right? Food is one of those things. Your body craves it. It needs it. But after the first week, I'll be honest with you, before the Lord, after the first week, I wasn't even thinking about the food anymore. I was seriously focusing on the Lord. I was like, so like, God, what are you showing me? Like, it was crazy. It was like, I remember I sat down with yeah. you guys. They were eating lunch. I was just chilling. I, did, I wasn't even like, oh, that looks good. I was like, Cool. every time you get
1: like a hunger you yeah. always remember what you're doing Yeah, and you those just hungers you, they give you, it reminds you I'm fasting Yeah, I'm fasting for, for these certain situations I,
3: I like that you brought up the question because everything has to have a purpose mm. yeah. you know sometimes you know even in First Corinthians chapter 7 it talks about fasting in your relationship mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like in, in your marriage and it says um, but it's for a purpose it's for healing in a relationship mm-hmm. it's, it's being focused towards prayer and like Scott was saying like same thing it's like, Lord, what do you have for me during this time? you know I don't want to fast for the wrong reasons and the fasting is it is denial of flesh, it is because we're so accustomed and like you know I eat it this time, I do this, I do that, I do that, and it becomes if you break it all down, it does take a big portion of your 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 life and focus, mm-hmm. so um to have that time that's kind of dedicated over to the Lord to be given over to prayer and just like hearing God's voice you can't go wrong with that. So, I think it's important and I believe it's vital like in analyze it very uh, different portions of it.
1: I've had nothing but a great experience experiences fasting. I mean, on the contrary of like fasting from food mm-hmm. stinks, but it's always been amazing on the uh the outside or mm-hmm. the, the the end, end outside the, uh, the end result the yeah, uh, on the other side of it. Do it. I mm-hmm. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing it. You get into it and you you want to do
2: it a lot. Yeah, you know? and it's not for diet; it's it's mainly to draw closer to the Lord. Yeah, a lot of people are like ah oh, dual purpose: get close yeah. to God, and lose a few pounds. But it's not about that. Yeah, you hear that, Sean? That's because then you fast and you, you just eat a breeder, and you you I get all the weight back that.
1: in like one serving. Exactly. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, exactly.
4: So, what's your advice to parents and parents to be having godly parents? You become prodigal, then come back. How do do you think God honors parents praying for their children?
1: Prayer works. Oh yeah, that's what kept me
2: alive. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I still don't know to this day who prayed for me because there was nobody in my family that was saved, and and it was kind of weird. But I know for a fact that his parents were praying for him. Yeah, I know your mom was praying for you. Yep, for sure. And I know that Raw and Sharon prayed for all the kids that came to the house. So, um, but yeah, the, the 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 Bible says that the prayers, the faithful prayers, of a righteous man or woman, I would say availeth much i mean prayer throughout the bible we see like uh, samuel's mother Mm -hmm. they're just praying 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 and to the point of where god not only answers her prayer but then she like surrenders that boy to the lord and god has a purpose for his life you don't know the bible says train up a child in the ways of the lord and then when he's old he will not depart from it it literally means that he'll return he's Mm -hmm. not going to leave it because there's something happens you could get buck wild crazy huh when we're younger yeah And you're so liberal when we're young. Yeah, yeah, legalize this, do this and that. And then when you get older and you get a little wiser, in the Lord, for sure, you start to think a lot more conservative. Like, you know what, man? Like, yeah, those things my parents taught me, those are legit. Like, I definitely need to go back to that, for sure. So. All right,
1: Sam.
4: Yes. Bring it. Um, all right. Uh, there's, okay. How can I draw nearer and nearer to God through a spiritually dry season?
1: Mm. Yeah. Fast, <laughs> fast, pray. Head to the desert. If you mm. live in California, head to Joshua Tree. There you when go. it's not hot, yeah, it's only good till spring. Don't go to the beach right now. Joshua Tree's banging. Yeah, that's the place to be. I'm trying to get out there soon. Uh, yeah,
2: and, and, and honestly, he's talking about geographically. It, it does. Jesus went off. To a Get off place. the grid. Go yeah. in the hills. Go yeah.
1: somewhere where it's away from people, and and uh, just listen to God and talk to Him.
2: Yeah. Spend yeah. some time with Jesus.
1: It's so simple. It's like it's not these big answers, no. you know. It's very it's simplicity, it's fast, and head head to the wilderness. Yeah. And hang out with Jesus and watch what happens. Sometimes just sitting in a park. People want the people want the, the oh, we've got to do this this and this. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, one of the guys here <laughs> on staff.
2: Like I met him before he came on staff here. <laughs> and I used to catch him walking around the street in Pomona, and he has a big, giant afro, right, with headphones on, him, huh. and I'd be like honking at him, he couldn't hear me. I'd catch him in the middle of the night, where are you going, going to the bus stop. I'm all, the bus stop running, he's all, no, nah, man. I sit in the bus stop, and nobody bugs me, I just sit there and meditate. And he would sit there and like talk to God at bus stops and write and, and, and read. No what? Bus- Yeah, that See, was his place. the
3: bus drivers hated him because he probably stopped every time. No, the, the bus was
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like this fool never pays, never gets on the bus, but that was his place, you know. Other places people like go to the park, just yeah, show cool. on the bench yeah. and here Get alone out. I have my truck I just drive
1: down the road and talk. Mine's to, I... anywhere But at my house With my kids <laughs> Amen <laughs> Amen Exactly Yes uh. You have to kill the noise That's why our tour Is called kill <laughs> the noise You have to kill the noise Yes sir.
4: Um. So what's your favorite Bible verse And what does it mean
3: To mm. you guys Do a, a verse I put on Every single one of my Bibles Is 2 Corinthians 5 7 For we walk by faith Not by sight It's one of the first verses I memorized It's very simple and as the years have gone by, it still means something to me because the Christian life in itself is a step of faith. It is trust. What is faith? It is trusting God. Mm-hmm. And before I, I walked with God, I trusted in myself, my own um, wisdom, my own knowledge, my own you know, decisions that you make. Um, and sometimes things that you are about to face, you don't want to deal with them because they're overwhelming by sight to you. You know, It might be a a big uh, financial thing that you have to battle with. It might be a a health scare that you don't want to deal with. It might be a relationship that you just kind of put it under the rug and you don't deal with it. But in the Christian life, we walk by faith. We walk by trust. We don't walk by sight. We don't get overwhelmed by circumstances. You look in the Old Testament of Joshua and Caleb, who when they saw uh, the promised land, man, they were ready to go. Everybody else, they were overwhelmed. They're like, dude, there's giants in the land. We're never gonna make it through, you know? Yeah, they had good fruit and stuff, but it ain't worth it. And all of that unbelief, like, impacted a generation to not find out what God had for them. Mm-hmm. And so, for us, that's how we need to be. We need to be like Joshua and Caleb. Is like, yeah, I see the difficulties. I see those things that are like are around the corner, but I see that God is leading me this way. And I'm going to walk by faith. I'm not going to walk by sight. I'm not going to get overwhelmed by my circumstances. So, hmm.
1: yep. I have. Well, I have my life verse, but I think my favorite verse is, "Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me." Hmm. With well, my life verse is a, it's just a different one. The eyes of the Lord range through the earth to strengthen whose hearts that are fully committed. Because that's just so dope. Because it just means that God's looking around the earth to strengthen whoever's hearts that are committed, not perfect Christians or anything, but whoever's hearts are committed. But the one that always rings, the one that had the highest impact on my life, like Sean was saying, the first one he memorized was, for me was deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Because that is the the key to a relationship to be a follower of Christ. If you don't have that, you got nothing. Because the whole key, Jesus, if you want to be my disciple or my follower, you've got to turn from your selfish ways, pick up your cross, and follow me. That's it. And then you know the verse continues out. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you're going to save it. And what does a man profit if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? So if you do not pick up your cross and follow him, you're going to lose your own soul. Hmm. So that's that's – and it's just crucial that that's – and the more you submit – the more you surrender to God, the more you deny self, the more you crucify the body appetites, that's where the power of God manifests. It's not every day I don't wake up and you know, say am I going to give myself to the to the flesh. You know, oh no, the flesh is going to get me. I don't wake up that. Every day I wake up, I'm like I need to surrender my will to God. Hmm. And then if you surrender your will to God, you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Because when you deny yourself, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And that's mm. where things get <laughs> radical. Yeah. You, Scott?
2: I have um, my life verses, is Isaiah 61. But uh, there's, there's a couple of heavy verses that, uh, that the Lord has put on my heart. And, and one of them was Proverbs 17.3. And that is the, the refining pot is for silver and the furnace is for gold. But God minds the hearts of men. And God showed me very, very, very early in my walk that, uh, him doing work in my heart was going to be like a lifelong thing. It's going to be something that he has to like put it through fire and just like chip away junk. And it's, it's a long time thing, you know? And in First Corinthians chapter one, where he says that God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, that's that's like that's how I feel all the time. Man. There's always a because, like, of, yeah, those things you just like, yeah, I'm a fool, and if God could use me, that's that's more glory to God. So,
1: God could things. use us; He could use anybody. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that.
4: With you guys being leaders, um, what words of encouragement do you have for other leaders or youth pastors? Um, since you guys are both working with. Um, your mission with the younger people hmm.
2: good one go for it you're older yeah. yeah i i say stay real stay relatable not because you're trying to be cool but stay relatable in the sense of like realizing where you come from who you are and most of all the people that you're dealing with are just like you you know and so love jesus and then teach them to love jesus you know like the, the first question that ral ever asked me when i came on staff he's like hey, uh, what's your vision? And I said, 2020. Uh, you know, I, I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't know what, what he was talking about, vision. And he started talking, no, 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 what do you want to see God do? And you're like, I don't know, man. I just want to see young people know Jesus. He like, how would you do that? I said, I would just tell him, I would just teach him how, Jesus, how much Jesus loves them. He said, that's neat.
1: But that's hired.
2: hired. It's neat. But it's true. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's never really straight from that. Like, all of us came to the Lord through relations. Like, one of the things my friend Lance said, Christianity is all relational. He's all it's it's if you have the right relational here, you have a right relationship here. And that's that's how it's always been. You know, like you make that right relationship with God and keep it real, and and God'll God'll he'll bring those connections and you'll just be able to to make those 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 long term connections with people in the Lord. You know, it's it's not to me it's not real hard. Um keep pushing forward, don't give up on that 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 knucklehead. Wayward sheep that always wants to go his own way and do his own thing. Because I've found in my own ministry, like, dude, those are the ones that you end up loving the most. Yeah, that those are the ones I love the most. Like, I mean, the ones that are the hardest to reach. Are the ones that end up being the ones that you just like. God's got a plan. Like this guy, you yeah. know, God has a plan. So love the sheep,
1: and and love God's word, and let God do the rest. That's what I would say. I would say be. um I when you say these words they just get thrown around a lot mm. but it's for real like be authentic yeah. like mm. be who you are don't try and, and be some you know if, you, if you're in ministry and you want to become like a say like a, a leader a leader right mm. Like, don't try and mimic be that leader because yeah. you, God didn't create you you're not him or her be who God created you to be because when you walk in that what I've learned is when you walk in that, you're the most comfortable, you're authentic, you are who you are, and you're not putting on a show. I've seen people walk up on stage and they, or like you think you go live on air with them, or you're on a TV radio show or a TV show, or you're, uh, or you're, uh, you, know, you're you know, they go up to speak and they turn into a different person on stage or like mm. in front of the camera or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to to, to, yeah. to to be like a certain image yeah. or something. Mm. Just be who you are. Because God created you to be that person, and there's only one of you, and there's only ever going to be one of you. And when you walk in that, and God, God's going to use your personality for the people that you're speaking to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. He uses those things. That's why He created you. Because way, way before you were even created, God had a plan for you. Amen. So He wouldn't have made you a goofball if He didn't want you to be a goofball in the, the group of people that you're reaching or if you're more you know uh, not not uptight but more like uh, structured conservative yeah if you're more conservative God's going to use you in that format to speak to a different group of people yeah you know for whatever I mean look at Chuck Smith uh, I, yeah. Chuck Smith okay perfect example they had Lottie Frisbee was the guy that was going around to all the high schools right He that's how Greg Laurie and all these guys got saved from the schools he was a burnout hippie guy, like would mess up his verses, and you know, yeah. he was just powered by the Holy Spirit. People yeah. would just get saved to drop the power, right? Then Chuck Smith comes in, you know, he's going bald, turtleneck, sketchy-looking glasses, <laughs> <Yeah>. high pants, <laughs> yeah. old guy. Yeah. And he would disciple them. Yeah, totally. God mm-hmm. used him to sit there, just break the scripture down, and just disciple them. Yeah. And dude. It they worked. loved it yeah. because that generation, for whatever reason, didn't have they parents, were all jacked up. They didn't have parents or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what their deal was, but they needed this father figure. Stability. Yeah, that would come in and just be who he was. Yeah. And yeah. God used him powerfully.
3: People respect that too, <laughs> especially in our world today. People need. What that What if Chuck Smith started wearing a wig
1: and he started looking like a hippie? <laughs> <laughs> He's a head. You hey, know hey, what I'm saying? Though, hey, think exactly. about it. Yeah, they'd be like straight poser. Yeah. yeah, but God uses us, and then that you know, that goes for me. Like. You've known me, Sean, my whole life. I've had long hair, shaved head, or a mohawk. Yeah. Tie dyes in high school. Skater, surfer, yep. riding dirt bikes, whatever, my whole mm. life, into music. Uh that's what I that's what I do. That's who mm. I am. Be, I love Jesus. Yeah. My be, identity though is in Christ. Amen.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Be be who you are. There's too many people that are kinda of putting on the front. And you know what? That gets tired after a while. Get signed for yourself. It gets stressful. You know, and you don't want any, this is my I, I don't want anything that you have God to keep coming have. up with new schemes yeah. or new yeah. ideas. <laughs> Chuck,
2: Chuck said that too. Yeah, uh, you don't that.
3: want anything that God doesn't want for you anyway. Like you don't want to be your be in a situation in a place or part of ministry that God hasn't called you to. Yeah. When God's called you that particular ministry, it will flow. Another example of Chuck. Chuck thought he saw Billy Graham. He wanted to be Billy Graham. He wanted to be the evangelist. Yeah, and he was he would be given these evangel- evangelistic messages in front of eight people in his church, and everybody was saved. And he's like,
1: <laughs> But he's <I'm> just- <laughs> an, I want to be an evangelist.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you try to force it so much. But then it was like God spoke to him, and it changed the direction of his life. Same with us. If you just hear God's voice and understand the giftings that he has given you and find where that sweet spot is, you're going to have uh, joy in ministry Through your calling, you're going to have difficulties just like anybody else, but you're going to know the purpose for where God has created you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. 100%.
4: So, someone says, Last night I realized how frustrated I am with God and how bad my relationship with Him truly is. How can I build my relationship when it's so difficult?
1: Hmm. Start at ground zero.
2: Yeah, communication, you know.
1: Ask God for forgiveness. Tell him everything that's going on in your heart and your mind. He already knows it all. Mm-hmm. Confess it. Ask him to renew your mind and tell him you're at ground zero and you want to start with that new relationship with him. And then, like we've been saying, press into the Word and uh, get plugged into a church. Get, if you have a youth pastor or a pastor you can talk to, you know, don't isolate yourself. Isolation is the worst thing possible. Satan wants to isolate. Yeah. So just uh, do it.
4: Yes, sir. Um, how do you know it's a sign of God and not just the enemy? Hmm.
3: That's good. You got you got to be discerning because Jesus even said in the last days that there will be many that will be deceived. Um, there were because you remember Jesus rebuked um, the people that followed him for for just signs and wonders. He's like, you come at me because. Um, because you saw this, not because you really want to walk with me, mm-hmm. and um, you you need to be discerning. The Satan is a imitator. We saw it in uh, with uh, Moses and the Egyptians, right? The the magicians would try to uh, do these things to kind of distort the people of, of reality. Um, the things of the Lord will draw you to the Lord. Things of the the Lord are going to build you up in your faith. It's going to draw you closer to the heartbeat of God. To me, it's as simple as that.
1: That simple. All right. Um,
3: I will say this. I love seeing so so many comments of people watching online here through Facebook, man. we got to continue doing these things. It's pretty legit. Is there comments? I can't see it. Comments are coming through, for sure. So everybody that's been uh, tuning in. Why does Sean like Justin Bieber so much? (laughs) I don't know. He likes Tara Swift, too, just for the record. (laughs)
2: T-Swift. That relational thing, though, I think is cool because, and I think you guys can relate, because he said it earlier, you go through... Hills and valleys with your relationship with God. Not that you're falling out of love with Him, but we can get distant at times, and that could feed from a variety of different reasons. But keeping that love relationship with the Lord is always going to be your challenge. Like I need, like He said, you you always need to be trying to press in. I like the way Raw puts it. He's like, "Hey, uh, if you're not closer to the Lord today than you were yesterday, then you're backsliding." which is true. Like we always need to be like, Lord, how do I renew this? How do I get fresh with you? Do I need a new devotional book? Do I need to like start, start fasting? Do I need to like start worshiping more? Like you got to switch it up sometimes. Yeah. You a lot actually. S- you absolutely do. Cause you get bored. I do. I get bored easy. Like yeah. if I don't feel like reading, I will literally pray until I feel like reading. If I don't feel like praying, I'll read until I feel like praying. If I don't feel like doing either, I'll just worship the Lord until it puts my mind on the Lord. And then I'll just start praying and then I'll just open the word and he'll minister to me so it's like a combination of a bunch of different things like
1: right now I've been going through just tons of uh, Chuck Smith CDs me but too. now I'm in, yeah. a, I'm in a place where I'm like you know what because I, I stink at reading so I do audio Bible mm-hmm. so like now I have this like like I'm like alright that's it I'm going to go from Genesis to Revelations again with mm-hmm. the audio Bible because mm-hmm. I've been doing so many studies now but yeah. I'm like I'm gonna, i I got to switch it up yeah. yeah, you know what I mean and I'll probably burn through some books in, mm-hmm. the, in, in the audio Bible. Then I'll flip back to some more studies and then flip mm-hmm. back to the audio. Yeah. You just got to keep, you know.
2: And I like the way that he, because he says he's not a strong reader, but he found a way to, to get it inside him. Do and I, and I love the audio school, Bible, yeah, man? High school kids deal with that a lot. They, it's funny. They'll read their phone 24 hours a day, but they won't read a stinking book. They won't open a Bible. Yeah. And then they'll say, oh, "Hey, reading's boring. You do it all day long. You do this. You read all day long, but you won't open the Bible. So the audio Bibles are a perfect opportunity. I, I do that every day. The one you're through the Bible? Yeah. That's one of the first things I listen to in the morning. Sick. I love it.
1: Um, yeah. What
4: else? <laughs> What's some advice you can give someone who started their walk with God today or last night? or? Hmm.
2: Strap in. <laughs> you're in for a cool ride. Um, find a good church. Stay in your word. Stay on your knees. Um you know, surround yourself with godly, cool people and an awesome church
1: that is going to feed you and minister to you, in a place where you feel loved and where you can get involved. Make sure yeah. when you go to a church, make sure they're reading through the Bible yeah. in the service. If if the guy goes up there and he's just dancing around doing his thing and he's just talking, yeah, and there's no uh, Bible reading and he's not going through like a book of the Bible. You know, yeah. I would I would definitely uh, look for a new church. You want to go through the Bible, so you hear every word that God has to say, so you get the full counsel of God from Genesis to Revelations. Yeah. I like um, that analogy. Use the cotton candy thing. I mean, yeah. a lot of churches serving up cotton candy, yeah. a lot. But you well, need meat. You want unbelievable. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we will uh, we'll get down with you guys next week. Yeah, peace. No,
3: this is pretty amazing, man. So. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We, like it, Ryan said, we will be back. Amazing being here, Thanks, Ryan.
0: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.
2: Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe